Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my. It's just another night for supernatural girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others. Here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker. I am here with my co-host, PK, all the way from Tucson. And, boy, do we have a great show for you guys tonight. We have two special guests. Our main guest for this evening is Betsy Lewis. She is the author of nine books and the latest one, Star Beings, Their Mission and Prophecy. And we're going to be bringing Betsy on to talk about the alien agenda and all of the great information she's brought forward with her new book. And we also have with us Corby Mitlide, our very famous tarot card reader, who is the best of the best. And we are all going to start off tonight with some fascinating information about the New Mexico Observatory Mystery. So, PK, we're going to start with you, but I'm going to give everybody a little bit of background so we can catch up mm-hmm. everyone who may, who may be living under a rock and didn't know about this, okay? <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> All right. So here's what happened. There was a solar observatory, there is one, in New Mexico, It had a 10-day closure for reasons that have not been thoroughly explained. And what happened was on, let's see, September 6th, the Sunspot Solar Observatory in New Mexico was shut down by its operator, the Association of Universities for Research in Astronomy. No reason was given for the closure, but later it was reported that a security threat led to the closure. The security threat remains unclear. Those who worked at the observatory and who live on the campus were randomly asked to leave by the FBI. So the FBI basically swooped down on this place. They shut down the local post offices. And the rumors that we've heard, they've also asked people to leave and to sign NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. And we also heard they were paid not to talk about what happened at this observatory and in the surrounding area. So it's not just the the observatory, because they shut down the post offices. They also asked people in the area who are living there to get out. So something big is going on. Now, their explanation, well, we're going to hear about that from our readers tonight. We're going to hear about that from PK and Corby and also our guest, Betsy Lewis, because we all know one thing is for certain. The official explanation is total BS. So, PK, let's start with you. You took a look at all the numbers of this stuff today. What did you find? Firstly, as we well know, we're in a month that deals with extreme sensitivity. 
all this happened on a day that where authority figures were able to jump in, and I do mean jump in. And if you take a look at when they, quote, supposedly reopened it, it was the day of looking at the astrological parts. If you look at the tarot, it dealt with the 16th, which is the tower. So there's a lot of garbage being thrown at us to, quote, believe. But it, the, the whole month is about partnerships, relationships, lies are also pretty high on this list. So since the month is a review of the entire year, there's been something ongoing at this observatory for quite some time before something got blown out of the water to bring it to the surface as it is right now at this point. Uh, the, the month itself, where they're reviewing past issues, so something has happened, and I, I keep getting it two to three months prior to this, something took place, and it got to the point that they had to do something before the cat got out of the bag. That's what I'm picking up with this. Uh, nothing feels truthful, but of course that's not unusual when we're dealing with government issues here. But locally, there's too much uh, deceit going on, and the feeling of what, what's ha happening 11 days, a day of deception for the evacuation. If they're being paid, you know they have to be paid for something. The not, government's not going to give money for nothing. So there's got to right. be some specific thing there. But the closure in the time length that it went says something else is even more under the covers ongoing. Uh, there's so many, I keep getting all these lies coming from back and forth. And like I said to you earlier today, Patricia, when we were talking, it's like all these breadcrumbs are laying all over, and you can't pull them together to see the whole picture. And it's kind of like follow me, and that's the best we can do is for all of us to take a look at what we see, pull them together as the breadcrumbs, and follow where it's going. We mentioned also about the body that was found, and yes. I'll let you all talk about that. That doesn't that doesn't even make good sense because it doesn't fall in the line with the rest of what's going on, except if it's a lie, another lie, let's put it that way. Yeah, because now this, just, I'm going to just tell everybody a little bit about that uh, before you go <laughs> further into it. There was a Belgian okay. tourist found dead at the White Sands National Monument Trail. Now, this is 30 miles from the observatory. But they found this car parked in the parking lot. The rangers went to investigate, and they found this gentleman about a half mile from the trailhead. And he was unresponsive. turned out he had passed. But the thing that's so strange about this, there's a number of things. One is they haven't released his name. It's been a week. Right. And they're claiming they're not releasing the name because they're doing an investigation. Well, since when do they not release a name? just because they're doing an investigation. Mike makes right. absolutely no sense. That's a big red flag there. So the questions that people have been asking about this tourist is, was he at the observatory? Did he visit the observatory? It would be a likely mm -hmm. place to go. Did he also see something? Was he a loose end? So there's that question. And, and then other questions that people have brought up, it's just such a fishy thing all the way around. Mm -hmm. Keep local but it's about the smell. That's the thing, Patricia, the odor that people the, are smelling. Yeah, the strange odor. Now, that's a big deal. 
And we're going to get back to that. And also the fact that they kept law enforcement out of this whole deal with the observatory. Local law enforcement was not told anything. Now, as a friend of mine said, look, even on 9-11, FBI was all over this, but they did not keep local law enforcement out. It, Mm. It just wasn't done. So why are they keeping local law enforcement out? Again, another big red flag here. Right. So, and the smell. People have been reporting a very strange smell. Now, mm-hmm. when I was uh, involved with the UFO phenomenon years ago with Betty and Bob, Andreas and Luca, mm-hmm. and also Marianne, any time that a UFO was around, and they were around a lot because Betty and Bob right. were the focus of a lot of activity, we would smell something that kind of smelled like a skunk. What it was, mm-hmm. was burning ozone. The UFOs are burning a hole through the ozone. It smelled like a skunk, not as pungent, but it had that skunk-like odor. Now, I don't know if that's the way they would describe it out of New Mexico, if that's the kind of thing they've been smelling, but they have described a very odd smell. And we need to go further with that with some of the people that are on the ground, if they'll talk to us. So lots of very, very strange things. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. You were going to say something, some more things about the numbers and everything that you found. Well, I, I think one of the strangest things is that when we take a look at what the two rep month represents, it represents partnerships, but it also deals with lies being told. And we're looking at this month as a universal because it, it, it encompasses all of us and everything. So it isn't just a, a picking you know, one fruit versus the other. There's too many things here that uh, tell us that the partnership relationship at lies are very, very strong for them to close things down, board things up, and not be able to uh, explain anything or even want to. It's as if nothing ever happened and we're all, you know, here we sit, little hoods over our head like we know what's going on. But uh, the review of this year... There has been something going on all year long, but right now we're wrapping up the year with all this hitting us between the eyes. Do pay attention because next month there's going to be information that's going to be made known to us. It's going to be the start of the trickling out of the information. This next year we're going to hear things and not know what to do with it. Between October 1st and December 31st, there's going to be so many major changes being laid out for us to look at, and it's going to be almost as if you drank the Kool-Aid. Nothing's going to feel right. It's going to be a crazy type time. Wow. So, well, that we can sounds like keep it our fingers be. crossed and, and hope to, that we're going to get the answers we really need this time. Yeah, we do. The we they want to give us. Kept in dark, and that's one of the reasons that we wanted to start off with this mystery because, yeah, mm-hmm. this is typical of the government just doing all kinds of shadow nonsense and feeding us all these lies. We're supposed to believe this. Well, we don't. And that's why we're committed here at Supernatural Girls Radio to bring the truth to the people as best we can with all this Mm -hmm. shadow stuff going on. And so let me bring Corby Mitleider with us tonight. And, Corby, thank you so much for joining us and adding your expertise to digging deep and finding out what is going on at this observatory in the surrounding area. So tell us about how you looked into this. You said you used a very special deck for this. Yes, yes. Um, 
It's good to be here. If I sound a little weird, uh, please tell your audience. I'm sitting in the car because uh, we yeah. lost power in my town. So oh, that's how God. dedicated I am to the Supernatural yeah. Girls audience. Thank now, you. Um, I, what I did is, did I pull tarot cards? I did. But for something that has this much depth, I go to a deck that is now very, very rare. You, it, you know, you try to look for it on Amazon, be prepared to spend in the hundreds. It's called The Secret Bikini Oracle, and it's by Nick Douglas and Penny Slinger. It came out in the late 70s. It's a gorgeous collage deck, but it is based on tantric lore. It is based on um, a lot of the great time sort of images. So the first card I pulled, I asked, what is really what they're afraid of? And the card that came out is the guardian. And this card represents the presence of a most potent form of protection. The picture on the card is Mahakala, and that's the devourer of all enemies of truth. It burns up all illusion, and it creates the pattern of destiny. And the drawing of this card indicates the presence of a guardian angel at the center of the Mm. subtle body. So what that tells me is whatever is uh, up there trying to work with us, uh, they're the benevolence. They're not the problem, kids. Okay? Secondly, I said, fine, what are we going to get fed by the feds? And that card, (laughs) interestingly enough, is temptation and it shows a snake representing the tempter or the tempted and he's posed between two apples one symbolizes earthly temptation and the other is the divine apple of cosmic knowledge so the Mm. meaning here is they have an offer but they have to make a decision that needs to be based on the highest motivation they have a chance to really gain a huge amount if the correct standpoint is maintained. But if it's not, then a huge amount of problem is going to come cascading down on them. I don't think that upstairs is going to do well with thanks but no thanks this time. So I pulled what's your outcome, and I got two cards, interestingly. One of them is Soma, which basically shows a magic mushroom. And it talks about rebirth and the liberation of the spirit previously imprisoned in matter. You don't do that. What comes out is the card that says cremation ground, which Uh is basically um, having to accept the passing of all things connected with this world. It's a spiritual rebirth, but spiritual rebirth doesn't necessarily mean that you can keep your blinders on at the same time. Now, right. when I pulled my typical three tarot cards, first one that I pulled up was the Five of Swords, and I very often call that the bitchcraft card. It's about manipulation. <laughs> it's about mm-hmm. people uh, not being honest with everybody else. And specifically right. on spirituality, it means that you need to use your energy in the pursuit of a higher cause, but don't get sucked into the position of the fanatical crusader Mm -hmm. who tries to cram the truth down everyone's throat. So what that says is um, we have our truth and they have their truth. And we can't cram it down everyone's throat, but they can cram theirs. 
So what's the next card? It's the famous Four of Wands. It's that relocation card that says, guys, it's time to move in, move on, move up, or move out. You've got to make some changes. And what it says for us is that the foundations we've laid are so solid, they'll see us through virtually everything. And our belief system may not be like everybody else's, but it serves us well. What's the final card? Well, thank God it's the sun card. Uh, as oh, dawn breaks over Marblehead, dawn breaks over Marblehead. Uh, we get some clarity. Sun consciousness always represents the mind awakening from sleep. So this may be their last shot at going mm-hmm. la 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 with their fingers in their ears. I have the feeling that one of the things that went on is the groups that people have been seeing are offering the shot to make the global announcement. But, of course, if that happens, then the temporal powers have to take a back seat, and they don't want that any more than a six-year-old wants to share his toy truck. So <laughs> Makes sense. that's the problem. Um, I kind of think that PK has the right idea about um, the next three and a half months are going to be roller coaster, no breaks. Mm-hmm. And you always have to wake up in the morning saying, where am I? Who am I? What do I believe? Before you turn on the television, open your newspaper, or look out the window. You need to ground, center, and shield yourself so that as you see the information, I'm not saying turn it all away. You've got to take no, it in. Yeah. You've got to weigh it. But don't drink as they say, the Kool-Aid. I think that's a brilliant right. way of putting it. You've got to you know what, see what's up. I was just going to say, with, with the cards that you pulled, that it's a nine, so it's ending old issues of what's been going on. And the sun, of course, represents a new beginning. So mm-hmm. what you've got there gives us opportunity because it's, it's going to end a lot of these things as long as we stay open to it. Yes. And, you know, it's not necessarily that you're going to uh, do it without pain. Sometimes when you have to give up things that you're so used to, it takes time. I mean, look, I'm going to have cataract surgery in a couple of months. And, yes, I'll be able to see, but um, I won't be able to read unless I wear glasses, okay? Mm -hmm. So, but at the same time, I'm going to see better than I did. So it's a matter of you go through the surgery, you go through a little bit of discomfort, and things mm-hmm. change, but you look for how they change for the better. Simple right. as that. Absolutely, yes. That makes a lot of sense. Now let me ask you both um, what you think about ET involvement, because you talked about this almost like an angelic force, which is a benevolent force. But when we were talking earlier, you said it was a definite ET. Both of you mm-hmm. felt it was a definite ET experience that went on. Um, I, the way I see it, go, PK. All right. No, go go ahead, sweetie. Go ahead. K, no, K, K comes. K, no, K comes before M. So you first. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I keep picking up is, like I mentioned earlier about the breadcrumbs. Each of us has something to put into the kettle. If that's the only way we're going to end up with a whole loaf if we get all these breadcrumbs put together. Because everybody's got a piece of this loaf of bread, but nobody is thinking enough, do we eat it or do we use it in another way? 
And I think there's something being laid out here for us to find out that there's information for us, but it's got to be used in a different way than we've ever dealt with it before. But do you think this was an ET involvement? You do. Okay. What about you, Corby? Do you think it was an ET involvement? I I do. Um, The fact that the cards talk about cosmic and angelic force, remember Mm -hmm. that when people didn't understand quantum physics, et cetera, et cetera, and they saw the big bully struck down by lightning, what did the 2,000-year-old man say? There's something bigger than Phil. But Mm -hmm. they didn't understand the process of lightning. What I'm seeing is, yes, this is ET, but remember, you've got the benevolent ones and the problems. This is not the Uh problems. These are the benevolents who are saying, if you want our help, you know, it's put up or shut up. How long Mm -hmm. do we have to bang on your door before we go find somebody else who is willing to take the step and grow. Yeah. Right. I, I think that's right. why I keep getting the breadcrumbs, because unless we throw this all together, we're going to end up with nothing. Mm-hmm. Look, well, thank uh, you. Earth, is not a, Earth is not a prize, not with what we've no. done to it, not with the leaders we've had. So uh, it behooves us to say, okay, we're willing, since the way we did it didn't work, what have you got mm-hmm. to offer us? Yes, exactly. And I think we we all need to put our attention on the sun, on this all being brought to light, because mm-hmm. we've been kept in the dark for so long about this. I mean, we know what's going on to the best of our ability, but they have a lot of things that they've kept undercover and away from us. And this is a perfect example of it. And then trying to feed us a bunch of crap about this was a criminal threat. Nothing could be further from the truth. These people had an experience. They saw something. And, PK, I think you're absolutely right that this kind of thing had been going on beforehand, and we're going to also bring our new guest on tonight to talk about that because she has, Betsy has some information on that as well. So, again, thank you so much, Corby. Once again, you're brilliant at what you do, and we're so grateful that you sat in the dark. (laughs) (laughs) Always for and you, Patricia. Always. Oh, God. I love it. Very grateful. Very grateful. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, thank you so much. Okay. Well, we are going to now bring on our guest. We are so blessed tonight to have Betsy Lewis with us. Now, Betsy is a paranormal researcher. She has nine books out, and she's also a renowned psychic. She's been researching UFOs, aliens, prophecy, and cattle mutilations for 40 years. And she's been a frequent guest on lots of big-time shows, and we are so lucky to have her grace our radio station tonight. So, Betsy, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. It's great to be on your show tonight. Thank you. Well, it's a pleasure, and you've been listening to all of this, and we know you've also made contact with people on the ground there near that observatory, right? So tell us what you found out. (laughs) Well, and I wanted to comment on what Corby said. Um, It's kind of been really uh, perfect that she commented on the cremation, and um, that all fits in with what I've been talking about, that we're in the phoenix days, you know, and the phoenix Mm -hmm. represents death and rebirth through fire. And we've Ah. seen the incredible fires in California, and Mm -hmm. you know that a phoenix firebird was caught on a webcam near Grand Teton in July. Um, (laughs) It it looks exactly like a phoenix 
uh, a glowing red oh, bird. Wow. Did you see those photographs? I mean, they're uh-huh. no. I have it on I my website. Yeah. Okay, I'm going <laughs> go on there my to website look. and go to my we'll Earth that. one and go down to July okay. 25th and you'll see that photo and the and what wow. it's all about. But yeah, we're we're in those days and things like everybody's saying that things are going to get stranger, um, you know, more chaotic. Uh, you know, just fasten your seatbelts because uh, mm-hmm. disclosures, revelations, um, just incredible things. And this is just the beginning that we're seeing. Uh, things in the sky, you won't believe what's going to happen. Yay. This sounds like fun. Yeah. This, well, for us, this is, this is what yeah. we look for, these strange moments. Right. But you also did uh, make a phone call out. I did. I did. Well, okay. My first call was uh, to the Mescalero Apache Reservation, and they're very close to Sunspot, very close. And I thought, well, maybe I could talk to the tribal president. His name is Butch Blazer, but he wasn't in. So I was transferred to the conservation office. And I talked to a young lady there who's been working there for quite a while, and I asked her about the strange things. And she said, yeah, I've heard about it. And I said, well, you know, I said, Native Americans seem to hear, uh, you know, or see a lot of UFOs over reservations. And I said, have you seen anything? And she said, no. But then she opened up to me and said that she has a friend that lives in the Silver Lake area who has heard some really weird things going on within the last couple of weeks. And there's just been some, you know, strange lights in the sky. And that's all she had said to me. So I decided to call the sheriff's office, uh, Benny House. And, of course, he wasn't in. um, And his voicemail was all filled up because there's been millions of people trying to call him. And uh, so I called back and talked to Bruce. He's a dispatch guy there at the sheriff's office. And that's in Alamogordo. And that's not too far from uh, the Sunspot Observatory. But Bruce said, uh, I said, well, is there, what, do you know anything what's going on? And he says, I really can't talk about it. I said, okay. Oh. <laughs> now, isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. You can't talk about that it. That says a lot, um, doesn't it? <laughs> Doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. yeah. By yes. saying not anything, it says a lot. So I said, um, how about UFOs? You're on dispatch. You must hear. And he said, well, we get some in here. But what, you know, he wouldn't tell me anymore. And, I, you know, he got an emergency call, so he had to go, and that was it. But I started looking about on the map what's going on around the whole area. And you've got the White Sands Missile Range. You've got the White Sands Space Harbor, you've got um, all kinds of military around the whole area, and not too far as Roswell, where in 1947, a UFO crashed, you know, so we've got a lot of strange things going on in that whole area. I mean, (laughs) big time stuff. And yeah, Um, and I just, I decided to do a meditation, kind of what I call a remote viewing or or just kind of a, you know, see if I could get anything from it when I was sensing. And this is what I saw, and I don't know if it's real or not, but what I saw was a giant 
disk UFO hovering over this area. And I feel a message was given to these people, that an urgent message for us that they're supposed to tell us. But of course, the FBI and the military and everybody swooped in and they were told to shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I think um, they're telling us, they're warning us that some things are going to come down very quickly for our planet. And already we're seeing all these things going on with our planet, the mysterious booms that are being heard all over the world. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got volcanoes erupting. We've got major earthquakes that have been going on uh, in some strange places, too. I've been watching up in the the North Pole area, the Arctic, and um, just weird things. I feel that they were given a message by otherworldly beings. And I, I think, like, you know, you're all saying that you're getting a feeling about aliens, and I absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I think it's going to be know, hard for them to see once they end up standing on the ground in front of them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they can only cover up so much. I mean, it's, right. it's one thing if it's if it's in an area out of New Mexico that's fairly isolated, and they can pay these people off to shut up and make them sign mm-hmm. non-disclosure agreements. But what happens when these beings start to contact the rest of us? Then what? That's they, right, you know, and they are. To, you know, they won't have the <laughs> exactly. manpower to to go around and cover it up everywhere. And I'll tell you what, right. that's what I'm hoping for is that they, you know, they have proved over and over again that they are not willing to divulge the truth to the American people mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. world. So they are right. keeping their mouth shut. They're trying to shut everybody else down. But it's going to be like the little boy with his uh, finger in the in the hole of the dike. You know, it's like it's not going to hold it. <laughs> yeah. So because pretty soon yeah. they're just going to say, okay, we've tried to work with the leaders of the world, the military, and you're not willing to work with us. So we're done. And hopefully right. they will reach out to the rest of us on mass, and then they they won't be able to cover it up anymore. So I don't no. see it going any other way, quite honestly, no. because mm-hmm. the military was never going to change its mind, as um, as Corby wisely said. They don't want to share their toys with the rest of us. Nope. They want to keep things the way they are, and you know that's just not going to be allowed. So we're all excited mm-hmm. to see what's going to happen next, but. So far, I, I mean, I think we're really onto it. It was an alien experience. Mm-hmm. It was a message given. It was an opportunity. And in in terms of what's going to happen next, we are all anxiously awaiting a revelation. Right. The next well, step. I, that we I don't had, want to I had dinner with the, dark. Uh, I had dinner <laughs> with a girlfriend of mine and her father the other evening, and I made mention of the show that we were doing tonight. And the father looked at me and he said, you know, when these children were kids, they lived in New Mexico near the, the uh, Mexican border. They said, the, my girlfriend started laughing. She said, my God, as kids, we used to sit on top of the roofs and watch the things flying back and forth. She said, why are they now acting like it didn't exist? She said, I've seen those for years. And so was other members of the family. So why in God's name can't they just say it? Let's get on with our lives and find out how to make mm-hmm. it better. Well, we and, you know, like and think that. about this. I, I was just going to say, I'm sorry, I interrupted there. No, go ahead. But, um, no, you didn't. Go um, ahead. 
it wasn't, you know, they said, well, maybe there was some solar event that's going on. But, you know, we have amateur astronomers out there that would have seen things, you know, and reported that's it. Right. And nobody's going to stop them. So that didn't happen. And mm-hmm. so we can rule that out. And, and why, according to Paul M., who is a drone pilot, he flew it over there, and that's what you were talking about, Patricia. Uh, the windows of the houses in Sunspot around the solar mm-hmm. observatory are still boarded up with sheets of wood. No one is around like a ghost town. Now, he said this on the 17th, which is Monday, and he said um, somebody, he talked to one person today, and they told him they signed a non-disclosure form an NDA, and that they were compensated with enough money to where they would not want to talk about what happened. So, you know, that's pretty bizarre. So why board up these, mm-hmm. these places? And, you know, yeah. Don't you think we should that, be told what our, what our money's going for? <laughs> yes. <laughs> really, our tax five. dollars at work. What is it really? It's just horrifying. It's horrifying. That's just unacceptable. And again, I think everybody in our audience tonight, we all need to put a little bit of attention on the sun and having everything be revealed, enough of this secrecy, Mm -hmm. doing things behind our backs with our tax dollars, and some event happens like this, which could be just such an awakening, but instead they want to hide it again. And it's just crazy to keep doing it that way. So you got to keep a close eye on it, everybody. And if you have any Mm -hmm. information in our audience about this event, please give us a call. We are at 563-999-3539. Again, that's 563-999-3539. You can also send us an email. You can find us at supernaturalgirls with a Z.com. You can find PK's email and mine on our website. You can also message us on our Facebook page. And you will, uh, you'll get a hold of us. We respond right away. So feel free to reach out if you have a piece of the puzzle that you'd like to add to this New Mexico mystery. So, my God, it's just, it's, it really leads right into your book, Betsy. And, again, the name of your book is Star Beings, mm-hmm. Their Mission and Prophecy. It, it's yep. just a, the book is great because it's a it complete is. compilation of so many things. You have... Betty and Bob are written about in here, our dear yes. friends. Uh, you have Betty Hill in here and Barney. You've got um, so many different experiences, hybrid stories. So we can start wherever you want to start because you have so <laughs> okay. much here. But let me just ask, what is your favorite aspect of this of this book? I mean, it's a great, again, it's a great compilation of so many things. What intrigues you the most? Well, that's a great question. I think what really intrigues me, and I've always been intrigued, and my mother and I both believed in aliens, and because we had experiences, and my first one with my parents, I was eight months old. So that began my UFO experience. And then, again, when I was seven and throughout my life, I've had some strange things that I don't know if they were actually alien or UFO, but they were pretty bizarre. Uh, And I've always had this feeling that um, aliens are around. And I think that my parents and I were abducted in 1950 on a road 
in Idaho, in northern Idaho. They were attending the University of Moscow, Idaho, and they decided to drive to southern Idaho to visit family and, and show off their new baby, and that was me. And they got <laughs> to an area called, yeah, and they got to an area called New Meadows, and suddenly they heard this horrendous noise. It was shaking the car. It was a roar. I mean, it was just shaking the car. And all they thought was a plane was going to crash on them. And there was no cars around. They hadn't seen a car for miles. So my father pulled over. They got out. And as soon as they got out of the car, the sound stopped. There was nothing in the sky. Just totally quiet. Kind of eerily quiet. So that was the story my parents remembered and told me through the years until 19, it was about 1980, that my uncle had watched, <clears throat> excuse me, the Betty and Barney Hill story about them being abducted in 1967 mm-hmm. on a road and aliens abducted them for several hours and they lost all this time until they were regressed. And so he told me that he thought that's what happened to my parents because they couldn't account for two hours. My father wow. knew what time they would get in, and they were late. They thought they were in a car accident, and he said, you know, that's what we remembered, that, you know, they were, something happened to them for two hours, and my mother couldn't recall anything. My father couldn't, and we decided to be regressed, and I ended up, finding Ann Druffel, who was a part of MUFON at the time we were living in Los Angeles, and she regressed us separately. She wrote the book, The Tahunga Canyon Contacts. And she, you know, she was really good at regressions, and she put my mother under separately. She wouldn't let me hear the regression, so I wouldn't pick up anything. And my mother said that She was so frightened. I could hear on the tape later when I listened to it, but she was scared to death that something was outside the car. And she kept Mm -hmm. telling my father not to roll the window down. She was actually almost screaming, don't roll the window down. There's something out there that's going to get us. Mm -hmm. And pretty soon she saw something in the sky that she started to describe. and, And that was pretty much all she remembered. But then I told a little bit more that we were actually abducted by a UFO, uh, that we were actually pulled up through the roof of the car and taken and examined. Uh, My mother was put in this tube-like structure. My father was down below. I remember that there was a a chair that he was sitting in and actually the clear was uh the floor was clear so i could see him down below and i was just a baby i think i was on my stomach i could see these things um and i don't know how but it's it's pretty bizarre but anyway i saw these little gray aliens and they had like these uh, auras around them, this light around their heads, which was kind of interesting. And I don't know of any other people saying anything describing these gray aliens like that. But what's really interesting is I discovered that there are petroglyphs that are really ancient in Australia done by the aboriginals. And oh, it shows yes. These aliens shows with the glowing mm-hmm. heads. Yes. Yeah. The, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I know. I was wow. just astounded when I saw that. And I thought, that's, 
I, I did a drawing of the aliens, and it's in my book. You probably saw that. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, they do have that glow around them. So that was my first experience. And uh, my next one was at seven. And I was walking home. I was in first grade. I was walking home. It was just a few blocks from our house. And it usually took me maybe 10, 15 minutes to get home. And that day was kind of cloudy. I remember it so clearly what was going on that day. But it was a cloudy day. And there suddenly I felt something watching me as I walked along. And I looked up at the sky. Here was a giant disc. And the distance seemed to get, I know, it would increase and decrease in size. And I would run a little ways. I was trying to hide in some bushes. Now, here's the really bizarre part. Somehow, I ended up across this busy street in another neighborhood, totally away from where our house was. So it would have been closer Hmm. for me to run home. But I ended up in this house. Frantically, what I remember, frantically knocking on this door. Nobody answered. I went in. Of course, back then, nobody locked their doors. And I went right. into the house, and I got underneath a bed. And I don't know. This is what I remember. Maybe it's a screen memory. I don't know. But I stayed there. I don't know how long. And then I finally decided to go back home. And I don't even remember how I crossed the street again to get home. And I told my mother what was going on. We went outside, we looked around in the sky, there was nothing there. But kids in the neighborhood had seen the same thing and reported it. So I wasn't the only one that had seen this. And another bizarre thing that happened, I started having lucid dreams, recurring dreams of the same thing of earth changes. Now this is so incredible. I would be standing on a pier and I'd see these huge waves coming in. And then pretty soon I'd be on a mountaintop with people as an adult trying to escape earthquakes and volcanoes. And then I would feel the winds, incredible winds. And I have this dream over and over and over. And throughout my life, I've had dreams about earth changes. And and many times I'm warned about earthquakes. I was warned about the 1972 earthquake in Los Angeles. I just know when things are going to happen. And I I feel that that's all connected to what happened to me. I'm not sure why, but that's what I think. (laughs) Yeah, because Mm -hmm. I know I watch the posts all the time on Facebook and I'm always interested in what you have to say about what's coming next for Earth changes. And you're always right. You talk about the earthquakes coming. You talked about Mm -hmm. the volcanoes. And you are very, very accurate in your predictions. And, you know, you mentioned something in your book. And and PK and I have talked about this with other guests on the show. But you seem to have a really good understanding of this entire subject. And you talk about how the ETs feel that they have the right to abduct us and, you know, mm-hmm. take genetic material and all of that. Why do you think they have the right to do that? I think they had a lot to do with our genetics and um, our, our evolution. I don't think that we just happened to be here on this planet. I think that they uh, terraform planets and... I think there's benevolent beings out there, and I think there are some that aren't so nice. 
um, that have a dark agenda for us. I think there's many species already here, 18 species supposedly, some say even more, that uh, are observing us. Some don't even want to get involved with us because we uh, are such a violent race. They don't want us out there in the cosmos, in the galactic federation. You know, it's yeah. Can you do. imagine? <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. not very nice. Mm-hmm. No, we're yeah, not. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, so and, that makes uh, sense. Yeah, go ahead. That makes sense what you're saying about you know that we come from them, whether they genetically engineered us or whatever they did that created this mm-hmm. race that we call humans. So there is that, but then you also bring up the dark side, that there are alien races out there that don't have our best interests at heart, that don't care about right. preserving the human race. And now tell us about them. Are they the reptilians? Is that the, the race that you feel is against humans, or is there something right. else besides the reptilians? Right. Uh, you know, um, I've always believed that there is a race that's been here for eons, that probably evolved in the very beginning of Earth. And I believe that race is the reptilian race. I believe that they actually might have been a species of dinosaur that actually survived. Now, when you think about it, the dinosaur was around for 200 million years. And Mm -hmm. if there was one that actually evolved, and I believe, you know, it's possible, just think of the intelligence of this being and how Mm -hmm. incredibly advanced they'd probably be. And a place for them to go would be underground, which many people have reported, like Dulce, New Mexico, where that base is. Yeah, where the reptilians are. And the little greys are just kind of glorified robots that do their bidding and go out there and abduct people for them. And a lot of these people that have vanished have supposedly been taken to these places to be experimented on. Even Phil Snyder talked about it and Thomas Costello, who both worked at this base where that firefight took place between the reptilians and them, you know, the military. So yes. that's been going on for a long time. And look what Betty and, and Bob, I think it was Betty that told that they're was a time museum where all these people were in what looked like, you know, some kind of enclosures from different mm-hmm. eras, you know, did, did, were they real humans that they just took and decided to stuff them and, and put them yeah, in really. some kind of glass like cages a, or yeah. right. a That's zoo, kind of horrifying. Right? Yeah, like a yeah. zoo. Well, yes, I mean, because we look at what we do. To animals, you know, we think that we have the right to do that. We certainly, in my yeah. opinion, don't. But we do horrible things to animals, and hopefully that is changing uh, even more rapidly. You see the end of these circuses and things like that. Thank God, these animals are allowing yeah. they're allowing them to live their lives as they should, and with some freedom. But again, mm-hmm. it's it just is a very concerning issue. Not only are there a number of alien races here, but just also, and you talk about this in your book, hybrids. Mm-hmm. So tell us what you know about yeah. the hybrids. Well, for a long time now, women have reported that they 
are carrying a child, you know, they've had it confirmed by their obstetrician, their doctor, and, and everything is going fine, and suddenly there's no baby. It's gone. And they claimed that they had had interactions with the gray aliens. They've been taken. And, you know, they feel that um, their child actually is, you know, has alien DNA. And they've mm-hmm. been shown these children that are part human, part uh, kind of like the grays. Um, they have a little bit of hair, not too much. And uh, some of them are blonde. And, and it seems like the, the children are very disconnected from, from their human mothers. The mothers are very connected to them, but they don't seem to have much emotion or, or caring about their, their birth mothers, which is kind of disconcerting, isn't it, that there's going to be this race that doesn't really have the emotion and compassion that maybe is a part of humans, which kind of scares me, you know. Um, Are they creating this new race? Maybe it's going to be a wonderful new race. And I'm sure that, you know, maybe many of us have reincarnated as aliens before. I, I think that we can go anywhere in the whole cosmos. And we've been there, done that, and... Uh, so I, I think that's all part of it. But, you know, there is the good and the bad. And just like humans, there, I think there's good and bad reptilians, too. I think there's yes, stories I agree of with that. that have, do you? Okay, great. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I agree think with that, you on that. I think they're not all evil. Because I know when we did mm-hmm. American Skull, we encountered a wonderful uh, reptilian called the Commander. And he was, mm-hmm. he was delightful and insightful and extremely powerful and very respectful of us. So that, yes, I think you're right, having had that experience. The other interesting thing that you mentioned is about the lack of emotional connection among the hybrid children who are now adults, Mm -hmm. I'm sure. And that goes along with what David Jacobs had shared with us when he was on the show. David is a professor, and he also has uh, done a lot of hypnosis and hypnotic regression with abductees who have hybrid stories to tell, plus he's had his own experience directly with a hybrid. And one of the things wow. that he shared with us is that these these children, these hybrids, where is that noise coming from? Are, do we have another visitor? <laughs> I'm hearing Probably. Classes. I'm hearing things moving around. Okay, whoever it is, knock it off. We're trying to have a conversation here. <laughs> Anyhow, um, David was explaining to us that these hybrids, because they did not uh, spend a tremendous amount of time, like a nine-month period in the womb, they didn't pick up and they did not learn what human babies learn by being in the womb for nine months. And, And they did not learn, because they were grown basically in labs, they did not learn basic human interaction. So they had to be taught. And what David found was that they would abduct these same people, male and female, and then they would force them to teach the hybrids how to do certain things, um, you know, how to handle money, how to dress yourself, how to, I mean, basic things that they had no way of learning because they didn't have that interaction like we had with our parents. So they learned nothing. And it was an interesting concept. I know, PK, you and I were just 
spellbound by what he had to say because it just made so much sense. And the hybrid thing, the thing that scared us the most about what he said (laughs) is that there's no stopping them. They have the perfect way of infiltrating our society, of being alongside of us where we would never know that they're hybrids. And they, they just they have the perfect system because the government keeps saying these things don't exist, and there's a lot of people who want to buy into that skepticism, but yet they've been here for a long time, and there's going to be more of them coming. Oh, there are. Get ready. You know, I think yeah. what's out there is kind of like uh, the Star Wars cantina scene where all these different aliens and some look like insects and everything. I think that's what's out there. I really do. I think yeah, you're right. There's, 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 mm-hmm. At least they're having a good right. time. Yes. Yeah, they must be. Well, the other thing about the hybrids that I find interesting, and I've heard this described numerous times, and I wonder if you have also, Betsy, is that they're part of a hive mind. Right. I think that's so more that of also. the... Right. I think that's more of the robotic, uh, you know, the little grays. But there's different ones that have been seen, though. The Nordics, um, more human-looking. Um, how about Betty and uh, Andreas and Luca that uh, was involved with the elders that looked very human, but they looked like they were cloned, right? They were all the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yes. they were yeah. doing these strange things where they would, I think this would make a great meditation for people, that they did it in groups of threes where they would just be shoulder to shoulder. You know, we're always holding hands when we do meditations. But I think if we did that, we might create some incredible energy and do what they did. It could be. It could be. I mean, that's, it's a fascinating possibility. But I did hear mm-hmm. an interesting story not too long ago, and I don't know if you've heard this one. It happened in the U.K. There was a female student that went over there, and she uh, got on a train one day, and she felt really uncomfortable right away. She was sitting in an area where there were people who looked a bit odd to her. So again, the big slanted eyes. Uh, they were multicolored eyes, and some odd things happened on the train that made her feel that these people were not what they appeared to be. But at that point in time, she was not thinking ETs or extraterrestrials. She just wasn't thinking about that. And at one point, when it was time to get off the train for one of them, they all got up and they all left the train at the same time. So that's where, you know, the hive mind, the hive mind seems to make Mm -hmm. sense. And then there's, she got back to the college and mentioned it to someone how strange this was, and there were many other aspects to it. I won't go into the whole story, but she said this to this one uh, gentleman at the college. He goes, oh, yeah, there's rumors about a house near here where there is, there's a group of people that live there that we don't even think they're people, but they're the door. Um, but, yes, we are wondering, are they extraterrestrial they don't look like the rest of us they don't act like the rest of us but they do act in concert with each other so again there's that possibility of the hive mind that as much as they are hybrids and they're part individual they still have that connection with the hive mind i should relate the story of lisa from canada and her story which yes, i think is fascinating tell us about lisa. Yeah. that's a good one <laughs> well 
so many people have come forward and say because they have ORH negative blood, which is has some strange um, attributes to it, mm-hmm. that they are are aliens. But Lisa said that before she was born, her mother was, you know, about eight months pregnant or so, and she was feeling kind of tired and went upstairs and was lying down, and suddenly she couldn't move. She was, like, paralyzed, and, you know, this is like stories you hear all the time about abductees. And suddenly she sees the gray aliens come in. There's two gray aliens, and and one says, um, is she ready yet? And the other one, um, I think she's ready, and the other one says, um, you know, they're kind of arguing about is she ready or is she not? And then they both agree that she's ready, and... You know, she's trying to speak, and she can hear them in her mind. She's trying to tell them to get out of there, leave her alone. And they finally vanished. They went out through the wall again, vanished. And nine months rolled around. She had been going to the doctor. Everything's fine with her pregnancy and everything. And she gets in the hospital and labor and everything, and she gives birth to a son. And everything's fine. And pretty soon the nurse goes screaming down the hall, doctor, doctor, there's another baby. <laughs> and wow. he comes back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they didn't see twins at the time. And here's Lisa. She's born. And she's, she's really different. She's a beautiful lady with very strange eyes. And you can go on YouTube and just put in Lisa from Canada, you know, UFO or something, and you'll pull up. The whole story. She's uh, she's from uh, I think she's from Toronto, and so she doesn't speak English. She speaks French, and the interpreter is telling her story. But um, her mother, um, a few months after the whole event, she was taken to what she thought was like a pharmaceutical place, and this was by an alien with red hair that looked very human. And she said when she got there, there were people there with the insignia of, um, you know, the medical insignia with a serpent on it. The Caduceus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And she wanted to know what she was doing there. What is this place? And he said, we have all the cures for humans, but you weren't supposed to get sick. Humans were not supposed to get sick. And she didn't understand what that meant and why they are not helping us. But the thing about Lisa is that she's very intuitive, and she's had some things. She's had some strange dreams about reptilians. Um, she's, she just knows things about people. She's very tall. She's like six foot, I think. And, and when you see her, you would think that maybe she is an alien uh, with those strange-looking eyes of hers. Uh, she's quite attractive, but she has that ORH negative blood, and so does her mother, which, you know, uh-huh. there's something mm-hmm. to it. And uh, another uh, a couple that were abducted in the Mojave Desert, it's part of a book called The Mojave Incident by Ron Felber. He, entered, um, he actually uh, interviewed these two people, this couple, and how they were abducted in 1989 and were abducted by several different aliens when they were camping out in the middle of the Mojave. And there's a lot of strange things that go on in the Mojave. 
there was a mothership. They saw all these things dropping down from the sky. At first they thought the Russians were invading. Uh, but what an incredible <laughs> story. I know, incredible. But um, yeah. the wife... The wife thought, because she got pregnant shortly after or during their trip, that her daughter might be a hybrid. And she Mm. confessed to me that their daughter has ORH negative blood. And I thought, wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. So it's quite possible. Yeah. It's very interesting. And you do have a picture of Lisa in your book, and she does look like a hybrid to me. Yeah. Yeah, Those eyes are a giveaway. <laughs> yes. Yes. So it, you know, this is going on. There's no question. And you know, we started out talking about New Mexico and the observatory. I just again want to mm-hmm. give out our phone number if you have any information about the New Mexico situation. Give us a call at five six three nine 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 three five three nine. Again, that's five six three nine 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 three five three nine. Or you can email us again at supernaturalgirls.com. You can find PK's information there and her email and mine. So feel free to reach out to us. We always respond. So if you have any information to add to that puzzle or anything to do with extraterrestrials as we're talking about all of this tonight, feel free to reach out. We'd love to hear from our listeners. And I can't wait to see the pictures we're going to get because, you know, we take pictures after every show. Mm-hmm. And we have gotten some very strange pictures lately, and they're all based on what we've been talking about. So last week when we had Nick Redford on talking about paranormal parasites, we got some great pictures. I put them on our Facebook page. Be sure to go look at them, everybody, and you'll see. We definitely had some visitors that Nick brought with him. So it'll be interesting to see who shows up tonight with you, Betsy. So we'll be sure to yeah, that will be send them to you as well. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so it's one of our favorite topics. You know, you've written about all the things that we love. And, again, this is such a highly charged issue. And what I love about your book, too, is that you go right from history to present day. So it's Definitely. pretty seamless. Good. I mean, there's, yeah, there's no question that we come from these mm-hmm. aliens. And just in terms of the mm-hmm. details, we're missing the details, but I hope to get them someday. But that's a great story about Lisa and her family. And I, I wonder how many other people are out there, how many parents who think they might have mm-hmm. a hybrid child, but they don't know who to talk to about it. So one thing I'd right. like to do is, is make sure everybody knows how to get a hold of you, Betsy. How can people reach you if they have questions or they want to talk about something like this? How do they reach you? Well, I, I wish they would. I'd love to hear from anybody that's had experiences. My mm-hmm. website is BetsyLewis.com, and Betsy spelled a little bit different. It's B-E-T-S-E-Y, and Lewis is L-E-W-I-S. And just go to my website. You can see my contact information, and I will get back to you, I promise. So, yeah, write to me. I'd love to hear from you. Exactly. Now, it looks like we have a listener on the line who has a question, so I'm going to bring them forward. We can talk to them. And this is area code 804-798. And hi, listener, you are on the air. Who are we speaking with? Hi, my name is uh, Hugh. Uh, Just came across your show related to uh, uh, the alien agenda. And I've had quite a bizarre life. I've had UFO paranormal and near-death experiences with ongoing paranormal and very powerful synchronicities. And 
Uh, I like to keep things simple, but I look at everything as uh, from the spiritual standpoint because we all came from spirit, and even somebody 10,000 years older with a lot more technologies was also created like I was, and we're going to go back into spirit. So I, I, I look for the God energy of love to be what we're here to learn, and as we learn it, to be a blessing to others, especially those who can't help themselves and raise the consciousness and root out corruption globally. That sounds wonderful. What's your first name? Mm-hmm. Yes, I'd like to give you a Twitter page because you mentioned the, uh, there's a picture on this page, and I, I stand in a lot of issues as a way shower and a phoenix rising. And when I tell my stories, it's not all about me, but me showing how my faith in God has seen me through some pretty extraordinary circumstances. But I'd love to direct you to a Twitter page. My name, Hugh, H-U-G-H, the last name, Trollson, T like Tom, R-A-U-L-S-E-N, like Nancy, and then just put Twitter. And it should be the second posting down. There's a, a letter that I just sent out Monday to Cardinal Dolan addressing the ongoing sexual abuse problem in the Catholic Church that has to uh, stop and be rectified. They can't be uh, treating these uh, priests, uh, covering it up. They have to go to jail. That's right. Good for you. Well, that's wonderful, and thank you so much for calling in. Did you have a question for Betsy, or you just wanted to share your information with us? Well, again, I just tuned in. I didn't hear what her perspective was on the alien agenda. There's many (laughs) races, and uh, you'll see a lot on that website, rootingoutcorruption.weebly.com. But uh, on that spirituality multidimension page, there's a picture of... uh, related to the church I was married in that has miraculous photos and it supposedly captures the face of the devil close up. And there are more dimensions than what people are aware of, and that's where the spirituality really has to come into play. And these religions, if they're not leading you to a personal heart-to-God relationship, it's just a third-party manipulation. I say there's four big areas that are controlling people. It's big government, big business, uh, religion, and uh, um, uh, mainstream media. Well, we agree um, with you. That is for sure. And they're all at the point together. To, um, uh-huh. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say they're all at the point together. I was going to tell you that many of the things that we've witnessed are holographic inserts. And there are otherworldly beings. There's just beings out there that know how to create things. You know, we're just learning about holographic images now. You know, we're seeing mm-hmm. it on TV where people's, you know, somebody's standing singing a song and Elvis is right next to him and it looks so real. You don't know what's real and what's not anymore. But these That's people right. know about inserts. And a lot of these religious figures that we've seen, you know, stories like Phantom and everything, I believe they are holographic images that have been inserted and, you know, to control us. And we're going to see a lot more of these where we don't know what's real and what's not, what's Memorex and what's, you know, the <laughs> truth of it. Memorex. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Good point, Betsy. Well, thank you so much yeah, for calling the... in. I'm going to mm-hmm. let you listen to the rest of the show, and we've got some more questions for Betsy. Thank you so much for sharing your Twitter feed with us. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you for taking my call. I'll continue listening, and God bless. God thank bless. you, you.
for things. You know, when we were talking about before, Patricia, with the holograph, how many things that we've seen that are normal are no longer normal. When we're talking about certain <laughs> things being taken out of movies now or things that we've always had heard of before and all of a sudden, oh, yes. uh, you know, diet yes. doesn't go to Oz anymore, you know. Yeah, there's no more beam me up, Scotty. I mean, what in the world is going on? Our reality has shifted. It is not what we remember, and that is another curious, very curious thing about what's going on in the world today. And I know people have brought up CERN, and they've wondered if that has something to do with chip. So who knows? But anyway, back to Fatima, because that's an interesting topic also, Betsy, that you you, uh, do talk about that in your book. Now, what you think that that was a holographic image? Yes, that the yes, children I saw, do. and mm-hmm. that they were given information, right? They were given uh, some information that were prophetic, prophetic yes. information, and that except the last one, the last prophecy was never revealed by the church, right? But yet we've That's all right. heard rumors as to what it was. What have you heard about the last prophecy that wasn't revealed? Well, I think it has to do with the end of the world as we know it. I don't think the world is going to totally end, but um, the church doesn't want that. A lot, a lot of them speculate that it's the end of the Catholic Church. Uh, it has to do with the Vatican. It has to do with um, a pope, you know, um, an anti-pope. There's a lot of speculations, but I think that they were warning about things that are going to happen to our planet. And look how we're destroying our planet, our beautiful planet. There's no other planet like it out there. You know, with water, just think how uh, unique our planet is. And we're just destroying it. You know, with 7.8 billion people on the planet, we can't continue this way. We can't. We're destroying our our oceans. Uh, They're so polluted now we're destroying fish, we're destroying the lakes, we're destroying, um, you know, we're taking everything out of the earth, all the precious minerals and oil and gas, and these things actually hold the energy grid together. You know, the ancients knew that, the aboriginals talk about that, and yes, here we are, pumping everything out, taking everything mm-hmm. out. We're so stupid. <laughs> I, uh, you we know, are. I just can't believe it. Very yeah, true. We are. Yes, We've just, just got to get it idiot. and wake up real soon, or we're not going to have a planet. You know, um, you know I go ahead. Now, I just wanted to share with you the uh, one of the last, well, the last secret that was the last prophecy that was not revealed. I just wanted to share with everybody, and I think I have shared this before, but I want to share it again. Mm-hmm. Dr. Andre Puharic had information about that. And he was very much involved with the paranormal. He was a medical doctor. He was involved with a lot of things with the Navy. The Navy was the one who was doing all the paranormal experiments in the 1940s. But what Andrea told me was the last prophecy was the end of the Catholic Church, and that's why they wouldn't reveal Mm -hmm. it, because that's what they were told, is that the Catholic Church is going to come to an end. Now, that's interesting, because look at all of what you just mentioned with this sexual abuse that has not gone away. Yeah. Um, they are still protecting these people. People are turning away from the Catholic Church because right. of it. 
and and so that you know again that is quite possible that that was in fact the prophecy. The other thing that I had a good laugh over somebody was saying, "What do you do with the Vatican that has a telescope named Lucifer?" I mean that's the name of their. <laughs> yeah, I know that's right. <laughs> so what is that, with that? I mean, gee, and it's on a mountain that's Native American. You know that that's their holy you know, sacred land, and they put it mm-hmm. right on top of their mountain in, uh, it's actually in Arizona. I think it's uh, probably near Tucson. Am I not mm-hmm. wrong? Wow. Is yeah. it near yeah. UK? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'd get lost in a round room when it comes to what's going yeah. on in the neighborhood. <laughs> 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 well, again, all of these things should be pointing, you know, the direction that people should be looking in for the truth mm-hmm. instead of blindly following anything. And, and thank goodness a lot has been exposed so people can wake up and go, gee, we really shouldn't blindly follow the media or religion or any of these things that uh, just want to control us and, and plug us back into the matrix. We need to get out of that. And I know that that's a lot of what your work is about also, is helping people to get conscious, to become aware, and it's, you know, it's all a part of who you are. So it's great. And, again, the name of your book, I'm going to tell everybody, it's excellent. It's called Star it is Your Mission and Prophecy. And this is available on Amazon. You can easily order it there. And, again, it has a great amount of information. If you want to see Lisa's picture, Guess what? It's right in Betsy's book. Mm-hmm. Very, very fascinating. Now, you also talk about the Peruvian mummies and those bodies that were found with the elongated heads. But there's been a lot of stuff released where they're saying that they're not aliens, they have human DNA. What do you know about that in Peru, those, uh, those little bodies that well, were found? They're still doing tests on them, and I don't know if we're ever going to get the full story. They even found some little miniature, what looks like miniature aliens, and I, I mm-hmm. think that they certainly are aliens. You know, that Native Americans, there's so many stories um, and legends about aliens through thousands of years. The Vedic texts from India talk about um beans that have strange implements. Uh, we, there's petroglyphs. Um, it looks like they're in spacesuits. So I think, you know, I think a lot of these great structures that we've found all over the world, the pyramids, just huge monolithic structures, where we had help from aliens building these things. And they've been around for a long time. And, and South America seems to attract a lot of different things, a lot of cattle mutilations going on there, a lot of UFO-spotted alien stories. Uh, they've seen things up in the sky. I can tell you a great cattle mutilation story if you want to get oh, let's creeped hear it, out. Please. <laughs> yeah, let's get okay, creepy. Yeah. It's almost not Okay. <laughs> Well, uh, it it is. Yeah, right. Um, This took place in Brazil, and it was with his uh, rancher, with his son. They were out checking on their cattle, and they noticed there was something going on, that they were all kind of uneasy, and then they heard this bawling of this calf and they went to investigate to see what was going on and the others were like just going crazy about it and all of a sudden 
they looked, they got there, they saw this calf. It was raised up about two feet from the ground, and it was like moving without any help, just kind of moving across the pasture all by itself. And they watched it. The thing was just screaming and, you know, wanted help. And all of a sudden it started rising up into the sky until it vanished. It vanished. Wow. And they were so, I mean, they were frightened. They thought, what Mm -hmm. in the world? Because there's a lot of cattle mutilations that go on in South America as well. They're still going on. And why do you think that that's happening? What's the purpose of that? Well, I think there, it could be um, a couple of things. I think military have been involved. Um, I worked with someone that did a lot of investigations down in Texas in, south, um, in the southwest, Tom Adams. And he felt that a lot of these cattle were being marked with infrared. And at night, someone would go back and pick them up, you know, just elevate them, you know, take them up in the sky take them to a, a certain place and take whatever parts they wanted to take and do their, you know, their exams, their, you know, their horrible surgical things on these poor cattle. And then they'd airdrop them because broken bones were found, but they'd never find any blood around the animal. There's never any uh, footprints or, or animal prints around the animal. In fact, Predators won't even touch these animals, which is really bizarre. I've talked to cattle um, branding inspectors. I've talked to sheriffs. I've talked to ranchers through the years. And Tom and I thought maybe, you know, a lot of people have said that there's unmarked helicopters involved. And a lot of them are around military bases. Now, I'm not saying that they're totally involved. And I think Linda Moltenhow thinks that aliens are totally to blame, but I think they've been doing some kind of genetic experiments and why they're still doing it after all these years, because it started back in the 70s, even before the, you know, the 70s, the late 1960s. I think one of the first cattle, it wasn't a cattle, it was a horse mutilation, Snippy the horse, and that was back in 1967, that this horse's face, it was like uh, some kind of laser had just ripped off the face and certain parts are always taken the blood is always gone mm-hmm. drained um mm-hmm. yeah an eye and ear a tongue is taken rectal uh it's like it's cored out with a laser and back then we're talking about the 60s and 70s lasers uh were just in their infancy you know they they were just huge thing i mean you couldn't put it on a helicopter and do a yeah right you know an experiment so yeah so what are they well, that's still not, doing that's the big yeah, question what, the heck are, what are they still you doing? know i've heard we had uh, a Cherokee medicine woman on uh probably 2 years ago and her name is Dahani mm-hmm. Yawahu and she used to say that one of the reasons they do this and they take the soft tissue is because they're measuring radiation levels. And apparently yeah, radiation settles first, yeah, in the soft tissue. It's mm-hmm. a possibility, but you think that they're so advanced that they really need to be that barbaric and, and torture these little animals. It just doesn't make sense. It, it does seem like there has to be something else going on, and maybe it's what you're, you first started talking mm-hmm. about, that they're still using 
genetic material to create what the hell ever they're trying to create. So, you know, that's definitely a possibility. It's it's really horrific and, and terrible, terrible stuff in my mind. So, Thanks for sharing that. Well, they're harming <laughs> animals, and I, you know, yeah. I know that um, Bob Luca talked about how we should honor animals, and I always believe that everything is sentient on our world. That's everything right. has a consciousness, and you know, to harm an animal, you know, we're those that harm them are going to, you know, pay for it karmically sometimes. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's crazy. I don't care how small the animal is, cats, dogs, horses, um, they are going to pay for it. I believe it comes back. I call it the cosmic boomerang. It's going to come back and hit you. <laughs> well, I hope it hits them because that's pretty rotten stuff that they've yeah. been involved with for a very yeah. long time. And, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't add up. Of course, we don't know what they're truly up to, but they may be making all kinds of crazy things with the materials that they're collecting. And again, David Jacobs said it's really difficult to stop them in whatever their agenda is. So that's unfortunate, but it's true. He's right. It is very difficult to stop them. Now you also talk in your book about Mars. And so tell us what you know about Mars. Well, I remote viewed Mars. This is, Back about the late 70s, early 80s, um, I I had this dream, and I know it was remote viewing because it was like I was right there at JPL, that's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena, and I was in this room, and all these men were in there, and they're looking at not a small screen, but a huge screen, and... I could see them getting excited. They were all excited, kind of patting each other on the back. And what I saw were these images of huge structures. And I knew it had to be a planet, and I assumed it was Mars. And they were huge. Um, I would see, I saw a huge um, pyramid-shaped huge structure. I saw um, what looked like a ram's horn. Um, just something in the, some kind of maybe like an artistic type thing uh, in the, the sand of the ground. I saw a platform that was just, it was like something for landing. Um, I just felt that I was right there and I saw these things. And suddenly I was just back home again and, you know, it ended but I always felt that a great civilization had existed there. And maybe um, we are the Martians, you know, that maybe we Could skip be. around to different planets and we destroy them. And then we go to another planet and then we destroy that one. And, you know, here we are again destroying another one. We're getting ready yeah. to go to Mars, right? We're going to go to Mars. Grief. <laughs> I know. Scary, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, no wonder we need to be contained on this planet. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, uh, Mars is of, of great interest, and every once in a while people will see some photographs from the rover, and they'll post mm-hmm. them, and they are quite remarkable, right. and they do look like they have found a number of things. I know somebody found a revolver, something that looked like a revolver, a helmet, uh, all kinds of things that I'm sure our government doesn't want us to see, but They've been photographed, and we've all seen them. 
So it's pretty yeah. fascinating. So not only was there a civilization there, as you saw, but it seems like there is one now. It may just be underground. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Well, there could be, but um, I think there was a civilization that might have died. I, you know, I, I give a story in there about someone that um, actually astral projected to a place that sounds very much like Mars, and he described what these people were wearing, some advanced civilization, and it, there was red... Um, I guess some kind of red stone, and that sounds very much like Mars, that he saw these incredible structures, and, but everybody was dead. He said whatever happened mm. to them, they died instantly, and they had mm. like a look of horror on their faces. They were like mummies, what he was seeing. He said they, none of them had hair. Uh, there were children. Uh, some of them were doing like they were starting to do things. There were animals that just died in their tracks. Some were eating um, something, um, some grass or something, whatever was there, and they died instantly. He described um, incredible type flying machines that uh, didn't have wheels. Uh, And he said these people wore tunics and uh, just described everything so perfectly. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I bet that's Mars. You know, this is the civilization that was there, you know. It's very well but you know, yes. I mean, you know about the glass tubes that they've seen, the giant glass tubes. I think yes. they look like huge sandworms, but, you know, like Dune. <laughs> in the movie Dune, right? Like on Dune, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good point. They, yes. have, they have no idea what those are, and they think they've seen what looks like trees. They're stubs of trees or remnants of trees. There's just all kinds of things that have been seen there. And, of course, the giant face that looks Egyptian. Isn't that funny how it's yes. somehow, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. The Egyptian yeah, and face. And the pyramid that they've seen also, yeah, the right. photograph. That, right. Yeah, so mm-hmm. there's all kinds of things there to point us in the direction that there was a, a very advanced civilization there that came to an end. But I have heard lots of rumors about an underground civilization that they, whatever mm-hmm. they did affected the surface of the planet, but then they went underground, whoever was left. And that I know there's been a lot of people that have said that they've, time, they've jumped and they've gone to Mars and they've seen these things and that we have people on Mars. And who knows? It's quite possible. I mean, our government doesn't want to tell us a damn thing. Anything's mm-hmm. possible. And so, oh, it it's, is. you know, yeah, it's quite, quite possible that we story. do have people there. You probably heard that Obama went there, some kind of uh, time machine or something like that, mm. transport oh, machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that how he got yeah. to become president? <laughs> yeah. I guess so. <laughs> I guess he did he something. I guess it beat what. Chicago. <laughs> yeah. No. But there's just some some really wonderful stories, again, in your book, and I want to encourage people to buy it because it, it's, there's so much information in there. It really gets you thinking. Star Beings is the name of the book, their mission and prophecy. So, and also you do have a great Facebook page and I want to encourage people to go to that because you do post your prophecies, your own prophecies about what's coming. Right. And I always like to check in with you, Betsy, on those because you have a lot of resources. <laughs> oh, Very oh, accurate. Excellent. And Just excellent. Yes. Thank you. So it's Thank good, you. Um, good to I- know. 
I started to put my 2019 predictions on my website. So go there. I've still got my 2018 predictions. A lot of things have come true already. You know, I've been oh, saying yeah. that a lot of people will fall from grace, that leaders that we admired, um, these people, um, I don't care if they're celebrities or who, but look at mm-hmm. them all falling. I mean, the Me Too movement and how these people have been accused of sexual you know, harassment and it's just incredible what's going on. It's a wake up time, uh, whether we like it or yeah. not. It's yeah, gonna get it crazier exactly people. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. can't wait. Well and you're you know, I like the the term you use, the fall from grace, because that is clearly what's happened. You know, a, mm-hmm. a lot of people in our culture used to really you know, just worship celebrities and we don't have that so much anymore. We have come oh. away from from that kind of a, an idolatry, and it is time to leave it in the dust because they don't know anything more than we know. It's it's just we need to really be our own gurus and our own leaders from within. So and again, yeah, I family helped a lot of people with that, and and so it's wonderful. Please give out your website again. Yes, it's uh, BetsyLewis.com, and Betsy is spelled B-E-T-S-E-Y. <clears throat> Sorry about that, B-E-T-S-E-Y, and Lewis is L-E-W-I-S. And thank you, ladies. You're just terrific. I just love talking to you. You've got a great show, and, and yeah, this has just been great. Thank you so much. Uh, well, thank great you. for us it's as been well. Pleasure. It's been our pleasure having Definitely. you here, and the only complaint I have is it went too fast. So it I can't did. believe always it does when you're having a good time, our, for sure. I know it. We had a great time with you, Betsy. We'd love to have you back again. Keep us posted, please, on any new projects you. you're involved with and any new books, and we'll be sure to have you back. And let's keep in touch on this New Mexico mystery. We're going to get to the bottom of it one way or another. That's we are, sure. even if we have to go yeah, down there, right? That's, that's right. Hey, road too. trip. <laughs> road trip. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for Thank joining you. us tonight. For very exciting show. Shout out to Corby Mitlight again for joining us with her insightful tarot card reading about the New Mexico Observatory and the events that took place there. We will see you on the Blue Highway until next week. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural.